this is Esther Koo, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Oh, hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft. Joined once again by a man who just found out he's highly allergic to pants and underwear. And now he's jacking his boner off in order to itch it. That's Dookie Boy the cocksucker himself, Jeff Clark. Hey, Boominati. And transmitting to us from Optimus Prime's robot anus, the bearded digital dingleberry known as Shuddy Boy. It's pronounced anus. Anus, yes. Forgive me. There we go. Now we're in. We're officially in. (laughs) You did it. Everybody who is OCD out there listening to the intro, you you scratch that itch for them, Shuddy. (laughs) I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could. You're looking pretty svelte there, Shuddy. Did your haircut make your face lose weight or something? I mean, there's less. So I mean, yeah. You look, you look, Shuddy. You look skinnier and younger than just when we did Queef or No Queef last week. I mean, that's just because my beard has been trimmed and all the fucking huge fro of hair that had been building up uh, is gone, and it was a significant amount uh, because. Probably against better judgment, I did go snowboarding again. Oh, yeah. How are your titties feeling? My helmet was too big, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized it was because I had gotten a haircut. So I had to use a little knobby to tighten it. Uh, So, yes, my head is smaller because of how much hair was removed when I got it cut. Man, that's like, really where I was going with that. But those thick Italian locks are really uh, weighing you down. To answer your question, I feel better. I still have a little bit of soreness, but nothing like last week. And I was able to touch my toes with only slightly more discomfort than normal. So that's how I determined I was okay to go back on the mountain. Bam. Well, I had a pretty successful trip to the mountain myself. Went up for yeah, a few hours with uh, went with butt package. And uh, have you been twice since, or no, just, have we just talked a lot in between podcasts? Yeah, we've just talked a lot between podcasts. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Continue. But yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't push my luck too much. Uh, I didn't get too crazy with the jumps, and you know, it's still. There hasn't been much snow, so they're relying heavily on the fake manufactured shit. And then by 11 o'clock, the sun was so warm that the snow was melting and it got sticky as fuck. It was like snowboarding on Elmer's glue if you weren't on a decline. And on our very last run of the day, fucking butt package, just, you know how like at the, every mountain pretty much has like a, a nice big steep slope before it gets to the flat part where all the 
the ski lifts are. And on our last run, right when the at the bottom of the very last hill where it starts to smooth out, butt package just fucking ate shit and snapped his board. Oh, which no. I've never seen I, happen. I saw that on Instagram. I was wondering what kind of nonsense he had gotten into. To yeah, he wasn't he wasn't fucking off or you know doing a crazy jump or anything. It's just he was boating. No, it just the 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 snow was so sticky that right when it evened out, it just fucked him up and. I, I mean, he was like tumbling and shit. So when I, he was ahead of me. And when I caught up to him, I was like, shit, are you okay? As I like went by him, he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And he got up and he was, you know, fine. Wasn't like limping or anything. Nothing was fucked up. But, you know, I stopped almost immediately because of how sticky the snow was. And he's like, dude, I think my board is broken. And when he got his feet out of the binding, just boop, board just fucking limped over like Jeff's weenus. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like it was going there. It's like, oh, here we go. Here's a shot of my cock. Well, I mean, we... The old Kevin Kraft playbook. Here it comes. (laughs) We we touched on it in the Easter egg, but Jeff, you learned a little something about your ancestry recently. Yeah, your heritage. My my genealogy, I think, is the term. Uh, Yeah. Uh, my uncle has been into that shit, and he told my genealogy? mom that apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because does that mean you're becoming a genie? In in his defense, I've never really had a full explanation about you know my nationalities and stuff like that. I just tell people I'm American. Like everyone says, like oh, I'm part Irish or I'm part Italian. I'm just like I'm just a, I'm just a white mutt. I'm an American. I know my grandmother's 100 percent Italian. But from there, it's just kind of a mix. Like, I'm not sure what my father's family is for the most part. I think part English or Scottish, like, you know, the UK, I think. And then, yeah, because you always had a thing where you were part Irish and you are a self-loathing yeah, Irishman. I'm, I think I still am because I'm on my father's side. But on my, on my mother's side, it's full Italian. And then I think it's mostly Swedish, according to my uncle. Got a lot of Swedish in us. So wait, where the fuck did the Swedish come from if everybody's like 100% Italian? My grandmother is 100% Italian. My grandfather is not. He's Swedish, apparently. So what do you, so what do you my, consider my worse? My half Italian, and I think that would make me a quarter Italian. Do you hate your Irish heritage or your Swedish heritage more? Truth be told, I mean, I'm, well, it's a little, you know, I've uh, had a combative couple months with the Swedes, but I, I think I hate the Irish side mostly. They just, man, if they took the L's for like hundreds of years. There's no side of you that is Irish. I don't believe that to be. I think there is. I, I think I am part Irish. I think you need my to do three in me. I know. Yeah, I gotta, might have to. I think it's time for you to giz in a cup and put it out in the mail. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. how it works. Yeah, you have to you you you, you giz into I mean, a ziploc bag and you drop it in the mail. It just write twenty three <laughs> on the envelope and ship it off. Yeah, yeah. I it thought that I needs to go. <laughs> I thought I fill something out online and they send me like a kit and I wasn't going to read the directions anymore since you guys helped me out. I was yeah. just going to. Jerk well, off in whatever vial they send me. Actually, they've gotten, they figured out how to get like 
like extremely pinpoint accurate. So you have to like take a dump in a Tupperware and then <laughs> bust a nut on it and then seal it real quick and send it off to them. Did uh, I do it? Did I do it right? I, I mean, I've been known to jerk off on my poop quite often, actually. <laughs> I think we uh, talked about that. Oh, we did. We did. Shady All right, just... so this isn't news to the Puminati. <laughs> One of the things I'm known for is uh, nutting on my turds. <laughs> yeah, part of my brand is that I jerk off my shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that kind of makes sense. You know, the just, you know, months after trying... Sourstroming, you now find out you're part Swedish. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Kind, of, kind of metal of you, right? It's uh, interesting. It's funny how life works, I guess. Carl's gonna be small pumped. world. Carl's gonna plus. Carl's gonna like you even more now. Now that she knows you've got some some Swedish in your genes. Yeah. How long did Carl spend time in Sweden? Right. Yeah, she did. She did a, a year of school. Abroad, and she. I know she, we talked about this. Can she speak any Swedish? No, not really. She Swedish, she tried. Swedish is its own language, right? They sure they do. Yeah, language. yeah. They have Swedish. Oh, well, I would have guessed that. Okay. She she tried. You know what? I she, think she in, was like she was honor... saying. Go ahead, Shadi. <laughs> I was going to say, in honor of that question of Jeff's, I'll pull up some Swedish words and text them to both of you and he can try to pronounce them while you tell your Carl story. Oh, that's a good idea, Shadi. Thank I you. thought we could um, do Swedish or gibberish and I would try to come up with or decide which is which, but fair enough. We can do it your way. Swedish is tough, man. She she gave it a shot and, you know, she can speak English and Taiwanese, which are... I mean, English is tough if it's not your first language, but... I always forget if it's like Mandarin or Cantonese she can speak, but like Asian languages so are saying trilingual? difficult. No, I don't think so. Like, like when she was when we watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, I guess Ki Hui Kwan's character would jump back and forth. I think between Mandarin and Cantonese, and she could like identify it when she hears it, but she can't speak both of them. She just knows the difference. I think- I think either in Japanese or Chinese or maybe both, you have to know a thousand characters to be fluent. It's it's nuts. Like it's one thing to speak it, but then they have they also have like two or three different ways of writing it in Japanese. And I saw some some reel where this like white chick who's fluent in Japanese was like, "Okay, I'm going to break it down to you. If you were to literally translate Japanese sentences, you would basically be talking like Yoda." So she took like a Japanese sentence of like, just like an inter- a simple interaction two people would have, and it's like two Yodas talking to each other. It, most people, their syntax or most most languages, their syntax is backwards from American. So that's why it's hard for us to learn their shit and vice versa. So I just I had to do a screen grab because I don't know how to do all the appropriate over vowel punctuation in iMessage, so. Is it going to be tough? 
I just sent it to you guys in the <laughs> the group chat. All right, you go first, Jeff. It's fun writing like these. Uh, I'm betting this Danish golfer, and he has like a um like a, a dash or a line through his O. His name's Hoygard. I like it's fun like typing in those names. So like for the A, you got to like hold down the A a little longer, and then there's like eight different options. And I think for this circle over, yeah, it's the circle over. It's number seven. Oh yeah. shit! On the the MacBook, it's eight. But thanks, Jeff. Is it eight? Okay. But look at Jeff teaching us things. Yeah, I'm, I learned this from golf, He's, having to type out o- Oberg. Yeah, who says this is isn't an educational podcast? Yeah, Jeff does bring something to the table every now and then. So, I remember actually, very, very early on, it's like when the podcast first launched, someone checked it out and wrote a, like a one-star review and was like, I thought this was going to be like an educational podcast about science and it's just some guys talking about farting. <laughs> One star. <laughs> um, Which might as well, I mean, based on that, that's counterintuitive. That's like when Kevin really shits on a movie and then gives it four stars. That's sounds like the opposite rating. I'm nope. I'm not going to land that plane very well. Never you stone, mind. you stone shuddy boy. I'm not. So, I think that's the problem. I'm just hyped up on caffeine. And some PEDs. So, oh, knowing that you pronounce that A as an O, but I don't know what to do with the first O. I'll guess forelote. Oh, yeah, I think Jeff's close. Like, maybe fjord, fjordlote, and which means mm. fart. Uh According to the pronunciation on this website, it's Falort. Falort? The Lort. fucking R's in the but, wrong place. It's F-O-R-L-A-T, and both the vowels have like silly it, shit over them. I'm hearing it as Falort, but hmm. Jeff is close enough. It means I'm sorry. Hmm. Well, that's that's something we'll never need to learn in our put in our lexicon. I just sent one, another one. H E J. I'm familiar with this one from IKEA. It means. Oh my god! Hey. <laughs> I would just, I would say hedge. Yeah, I feel like Shuddy's not going to make one that easy. I know, but I don't know what to say. I can't come up with another way. It's a three-letter word, H-E-J. I don't know. Yeah, being that the last one was spelled F-O-R-L-A-T, and it was Falort, I'll say H-E-J means J. These backwards bastards. Nice. Hey. That's actually a good guess. Hey. Wait, I was right uh, the first time? Yeah, I was like... <laughs> I was... Oh no, Kevin's got it. Maybe I'm Swedish too. It's time what for me to giz, giz on in, one of my poops. You said you see that in IKEA. What does it mean? Hello. It means that's, exactly what "hey" means. That's like, embarrassing. When you see somebody, you're like, "Hey, what's up?" Hello. That, that whole little word was embarrassing <laughs> for me personally. All right, do you have another one? Yeah, let's uh, do. Let's do one more. 
I'm finding one that. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna make a section with like titties or something. I want to see what Swedish titties look like. <laughs> it's it's the it's like you know an A with two little circles over it. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, oh my baby. God! Shuddy's giving us sentences now. <laughs> uh, it's so it's T R. So it, it's three words: T R V L I G T. Second word is A T T. Third word is T R A with a hat. F F A S. A with oh. umlauts. Trevlet uh Treveas. <laughs> I'll say it's Trevgill at Trophus. All right, Kevin, what's your guess? Jeff, you can't guess twice. Trevgilt at Trifus. Trifos. It's Trevlicht at Trifos. Which I means I got that one. Which means were, suck my dick. You were pretty goddamn close, Jeff. Well, you're cheating because you're Swedish. What is uh? What, <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that mean, Shuddy? Nice to meet you. Oh, man, I really thought it was going to be nice tits. No, I'm on a regular, <laughs> like every day, teach anybody Swedish phrases. Nice tits is not going to be. Uh, let's see. I just, uh, I just completely lean, like lean into the Swedish thing, and I just fucking like I start studying Swedish on Duolingo, and it all just clicks. Oh, I'm learning this quick. <laughs> yeah. Forken, bilgen, schlagen, flupen. Here, this you is. You know what? Swedish meatballs. They were, they are the, the better internet. <laughs> this is a way to say big tits in Swedish. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. You've been meatballed. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's Jeff's genealogy has been meatballed. This is excellent. Oh man. Whoa. Yeah, I got wait, what's that? Uh, I, I put in big tits and Google Translate gave me a different first word, but the same second word. Oh, so brost. brost. Did it give you store, crafted, storzint, or grove? Stora. Stora brost. I mean, so this, this one would be generous brost. That, that looks generous like, brost. <laughs> it makes sense. It, uh, like, it, uh, it looks like it just says for... generous breasts. Uh, uh, tutter, T-U-T-T-A-R, is also a word for tits. It sounds Gross real slangy. It's obviously breasts. Uh, and P-A-T-T-A-R also works for tit, apparently, in Swedish. All right, we're ready. Let's book a trip to Sweden. We know so everything we need to know. Apparently, vagina is vagina. Pretty easy. <laughs> Are you looking at the the right column when you Google translated? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty straightforward here. He's English, two arrows, and then Swedish. I can flip it back and forth, but I don't know the Swedish word, so I got to put it in English first. Wait a second, guys. Everything I'm typing in is the same in English and Swedish. <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very exciting for you, Jeff. 
Always, always yeah. finding new wrinkles, even this late into life. What a joyous yeah, journey. Something, learn something new about myself. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so a couple quick little housekeeping things. I figure, Uh-oh. well, you guys already know this, but I figure I would give the, uh, the Puminati the, the full scoop first. We shot the very last thing we, we're going to need to shoot for the John Cooper movie last week. And I teased that it was a comedian. So I was like, yeah, oh, fuck it. Let's just let everybody know who it is. Um, the scenes have been shot, but I don't think the ink is dry on all the paperwork yet. So I could be shooting myself in the foot here, but that's always fun too, right? Um, joining the ranks. You want it? What? I was going to say, do you want to tempt fate if not everything is finalized? Like, yeah. We should build this up even more than we already have. Let's tease the, until next week. We'll tell everyone we'll tell them next week. I mean, the scenes are shot. Stay tuned. Um I've I have <laughs> come to crossroads on like a like a like a a you know, fork in the road where I'm like, mm. All right, this seems pretty locked in. Do I announce it or and shoot myself in the foot or hold on to it? And I held on to it and it still fell through. So I have a feeling that Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I, I do not have bad luck. I'm done with that chapter of my life. I'm a good luck man now. So. Love that. Joining the ranks of the talking heads, being that the second coming of John Cooper is a mockumentary. So there's people playing themselves, talking to the camera that are cut in and out of the movie throughout it. And uh, everybody knows, I believe, that... Rob Corddry is in it. Doug Benson is in it. We have an actor who plays John Cooper's fictional manager who chimes in from time to time. We also got a uh, the casting director pitched an idea of um, you know covering our young younger demographics and getting an influencer. So we got this young gal. Mads Lewis, who has a massive online following um, as a talking head, which I was a little iffy on at first, but I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. And she turned out that was another pickup day we did. So the one we just shot last week and, and Mads Lewis were outside of the production schedule. And she was fucking awesome. Like she was really really cool really down to earth very fun and easy to work with um she delivered her lines great she was a blast to work with and her scenes turned out great so i'm pumped to have her on board and then we just shot scenes with brian Pos- have- uh brian Posein. <laughs> awesome congrats man i'm happy for you yeah and he he also killed it Fucking really easy guy he to work is, with. Really fun. He seems like such a fun human. Yeah, he's he's cool as fuck, and it's it's awesome because he's you know not Jeff, but I mean me and Shuddy, he's right in our wheelhouse. Like uh, he's a he's a nerd. He loves comics and nerdy shit. He he, he wrote Deadpool for a while. Yeah, for a few years he wrote the Deadpool comic. He's a, a metal guy. He loves heavy metal and death metal and stuff. And, um, you know, 
he's been in Star Wars properties. He was in Mandalorian. And, you know, when he, we, we had to shoot the scenes here because we're um, out of, out of money in the budget to pay for new locations. And I was just like, hey, I know a place where we could shoot those scenes for free right here. So he came in and saw all like this nerdy shit on the wall. And like, you know, he spent a, a good few minutes just staring at the, the wall over there with the original comic book pages and saw the Hellboy stuff. And he was like, oh, man, look at that. Look at that. Oh, cool. You got, you got like a nerd museum. Yeah. So it was it, it, it turned out great. I went in with the editor and sort of, um, you know, went over where to put the scenes, we sh- his, his lines that we shot, which takes to use. And I think I just had a call with the executive producer before we started doing the show. And um, we both feel like the movie's in a really, really good place. He had one suggestion for a scene to cut because I do really want to have a nice, tight, brisk runtime. I don't want people to get bored. I don't want people to look at their phone. I don't want stuff that's not really firing on all cylinders to sort of bring things down when you're in the middle of watching it. So I think I do agree with this one scene we might cut, but I think by the end of the week, we should be locked in on the editing process. Then it goes off to simultaneously get sound mixed and color corrected. And then we're going to cut a trailer. And I know people are hitting me up and anxious for hard updates and, time frames and it's kind of we're just kind of at the mercy of the market so when when the film is a hundred percent finished you know we're gonna exhaust everybody's contacts at different streamers and production companies and stuff and see if we can find a buyer and depending on how that goes it could be a very quick process it could be kind of a long or tricky process and then also like let's say i don't know Shooting for the stars. Netflix buys it. Then it, the ball is kind of in Netflix's court on when they want to release it. So that's I'm I'm in, in as much of the dark as everybody else is. So I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that the these next steps go quickly. Whoever whatever home we find for it puts it up quick and everybody can see it asap because I think it turned out pretty goddamn funny. It got some really strong laughs out of Carl, and she does not like my infantile poo-poo weenus humor. She doesn't think you're funny. Yeah, not not in the slightest. Is this Mads Lewis chick? Is she has six point two million million followers on Instagram? Is that the same Mads Lewis? Yeah. Whoa! And I think she has even First. more because she got big through TikTok. So she's got. Oh, like so it's huge... like your TikTok runoff is over here. Yeah. Nice. First things first. Her boyfriend's probably cheating on her, and I would love to talk to her about Jesus that. Jesus fucking Christ, Jeff. <laughs> Second of all, she looks part Swedish, and I'm part Swedish. That's something that me and her can connect on. There you go. I don't know. Shoot for the stars, Jeff. The boyfriend. I'm sure. I'm sure they have a wonderful relationship and he's very supportive loyal definitely doesn't hook up with chicks on the side anyways 
Congrats on the well, Brian Posehn. I, I would like to and, say that if my career ever gets torpedoed in the future, it's great that Jeff was the one that pushed the button. I just want you to know that I just want you to remind you, you're now a good luck guy. You're not bad luck. So your career is going straight up, baby. Not even my dumb ass can torpedo it, even though I'm trying like <laughs> hell. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm trying to bring you down in the gulags with me. <laughs> you will never find success. I will fucking see to it. Jeff wants to make sure that the only place that'll pick up John Cooper is Fox Nation. Oh, Fox Nation. We'll promote the fuck out of John Cooper. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was, I mean, this is like the t- getting close to the tail end of post-production. So I was really lucky that the planets aligned to get Posehn in because it did really feel like there was one element missing. Like we needed one more person chiming in for that really to feel like a, a well-rounded element of the film. And it was tough, man. Even during the strike, I thought people might be like, Oh, you guys are approved to shoot during the strike. I won't get in trouble with SAG. Yeah. I'm looking to work. Let's do this. And some people were like, uh, yeah, for four lines in the film, and like a two-hour day of shooting, my client would need $100,000. And I was like, oh, okay. There's some wiggle room. We can get it down to 95. <laughs> yeah, $95. <laughs> there, were, there were like people I was, you know, sometimes I was like, this person seems like in their wheelhouse. And then there were some people I reached out to and I was like, all right, this is a clear long shot. And I feel like there was one person, I wasn't even finished typing the email and the rep responded, don't even fucking think about hitting send on that. No. The answer is no. <laughs> Fuck yourself. The, like, the shoot down came that quick. I was like, wow. Wow. No thought well, went into that. Do you that. think then no. that maybe it's just a automatic email that goes out whenever they get an email? That just replies with then, no THX, period? Yeah, and then... Uh, then they go through their email and be like, oh, let me, I didn't mean to send that to you. I meant to say he's very interested. Yeah. Do you have any like keywords that they could maybe like peg and have like an auto reply for where it's just like independent film and yeah. just they set up on their email. Like anytime you can need, we get an email from independent film. We just send the yeah. automatic decline. Email. Any, anything, anything that says low budget, the, the, the response <laughs> comes back. Like you have reached mailer demon office. Yeah, Mailer Demon. <laughs> Man, Mailer out Demon. That's office. a cool name for a death metal band. Mailer Demon. Out of office until 2028. <laughs> Another bit of MSPH housekeeping slash news slash announcements. The great Dustin Ibarra is going to be on The Tonight Show this week on Wednesday. Wednesday night with Jimmy Fallon, yes? Yep. Yeah, it's... So he's out in New York right now? Yeah. Or going tomorrow, maybe? No, he's there now. That's so awesome. Does... Is he doing... Is he is he, uh, is he performing in New York City clubs, too? I would imagine. I would assume, so. right? Yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah, he's... he's Has the... he ever done The Cellar? I I don't know. I would I guess he he's has. on in Vegas. Yeah, he, he's on the show Wednesday... With Naomi Watts, Michelle Yeoh, and Dustin doing stand-up. So, 
if you still have cable, set your DVRs. Because, I mean, that's... I'm so fucking happy for the guy. It's just so cool. Like, he's just been crushing it nonstop for years and years and years. And he's got his special recorded. That's almost finished. Finally getting on some late night, doing The Tonight Show. It's just... Man. And and then, you know, of course, at some point this year, the second coming of John Cooper. Really fucking pumped for him, so... He has no dates in New York, according to his website. Hmm. But isn't that like, I don't know. Isn't that like for gigs that like he headlines that stuff? And like, whereas what, he listed on his website? Probably, yeah. Whereas he could probably just drop in and out of like um, comedy clubs and like, I don't know, pick that up 15, be. 20 minutes here or there, you know? Like, you know, like Bill Burr, obviously, you know, Dustin's not on that level, but Bill Burr, David Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, they, they'll do, like, random spots and clubs, you know what I mean? They'll just go yeah. and hang out and get in there, and it's like, you can't buy a ticket on their website. It's not how it works. I mean, I saw today that the the comedy store in Hollywood was like, hey, we have a, a secret show tonight. Guess who our top secret super famous headliner is and i was like mm, man it's usually it Chappelle. Like era. it's it's usually Chappelle. a lot of times when they do that it's Chappelle. but mondays mondays they can't do it otherwise tickets were like 20 bucks i probably would have gone this is, what did you say the the store or the improv the store gotcha yeah so don't forget dustin ibarra on the tonight show wednesday I don't have cable. Carl gets it through her condo. It's like included with the HOA, but she doesn't know if she has DVR or not. So we might both just be looking on the Tonight Show's YouTube to sort of... It should be on the cock, no? Is it on the cock? The Tonight Show should Uh, be on the cock. uh, Yeah, I'd assume so. Yeah, for sure. It might be the next day, but it should absolutely be on the cock. Man, this is fucking cool. So I'm on the uh, Tonight Show YouTube TV like page, and I just I just uh, added it to my DVR. YouTube TV is got like unlimited DVR, but they got the January 24th show. Na- Na- uh, Naomi Watts, Michelle Yeoh, and Dustin Ibarra. Like his name is on there. It's, it's fucking, fucking cool, sick. right? Yeah, yeah. So I just googled it. It looks like it is on the cock. Again, we we don't know what the delay is, if it's on that night or they delay it to the next day. If you got a premium subscription to Hulu or YouTube TV, it looks like you can get it there too. So yeah, support the homie. 34. I'll be watching this after basketball. Oh yeah. The next day is Justin Timberlake and Molly Ringwald. Good for Dustin. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Dude's funny. He than... mentions both us and John Cooper while he's on the Tonight Show on Wednesday. <laughs> Make sure to text him to remind him. It's, it's like his, his hour stand-up show where he randomly shouts out the MSPH podcast. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with my hand, so I just wave. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the cameras were filming when he did that at his special either. No, but like the whole crowd, like 
you know, I mean, the whole crowd was there, and they yeah. all like looked in our direction. <laughs> we got. I looked. At, I looked at the numbers. We got a bump of like two new listeners from that. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Everyone counts, Welcome, buddy. Friends. Everyone counts. And those two people hopefully told a friend who also told friends. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is. It is just really sick that Dustin's on this hot hot streak. Fucking pumped for the guy. Um. Let's see. What else is going on here? Oh, shit. Jeff. I went and mm-hmm. I saw ISS. Oh, I think I'm going to that tomorrow. Okay. Should, should, I, should I not go to that? No, I think, I think you should still go. It's just... I was thinking about it after watching the trailer because, like, I had a really strong reaction to it. I was like, whoa. Because, you, like, you know, it just shows people in outer space in the space station in the trailer. They look out the window and they just see nukes exploding all over the Earth. And they're just like, uh, guys, trailer. what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, oh, man, what a cool setup for a movie. What a cool premise. And it doesn't pay off as well as you would like it to. Because I think my initial reaction was just that shock of not knowing this movie and then being like, whoa, astronauts like looking down at Earth and just seeing all-out nuclear war? What a... That's so fucking cool. But then it's like, all right, how do you take something that cool and extend it for the length of a feature? And it's kind of tough. I feel like there's a couple different ways you could go about it. Like, Because they also show in the trailer that there's... Russians on board and Americans on board, they both get a note in their little station like, hey, by any means necessary, take control of the space station. So it could have been like an all-out fucking brawl where they're like stabbing each other's eyes out with fucking NASA forks. It could be John Wick in space where it's just gruesome as all hell. Or it could be a more grounded approach and take a psychological thing. And they kind of, they tried to meet in the middle a little bit with that. And I was like, I feel like it would have worked better if they committed one way or the other. And it's I also, a bloodbath or if it's more cerebral. Yeah. And, and Carl and I both were like, well, we're not astronaut scientists, so don't really know a ton about the ISS. So we Googled some shit because she was like, I think that this whole plot is bullshit. Why were there only six people on the station? The thing is gigantic. Where are all the other people? What's go- Why did they only show like a few rooms? Earth, Earth, Earth Carl. Yeah, that's where everyone was. Well, she, we both were kind of under the assumption that the ISS is massive and there's like a ton of people on it at all times, but that's not true. There's no. six to you seven. Know, I mean, no, I like four people. I, I guess I missed Kevin's that day in school. Like. Kevin's like expecting like the the crew of the Enterprise all on the space station. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you never yeah. saw like when they like do every now people. and then. They would like interview these guys via satellite, obviously, and there'd be like four of them. Let me stop you there. I've I've never watched a single astronaut interview. I will admit that. So I didn't know anything about. It. I didn't know anything about the ISS. The amount of people Where that are on everybody there. Everybody else. <laughs> How the fuck are they operating this thing on a skeleton crew? <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, on, oh shit, on the ground. <laughs> like on the drive home, Carl was driving, and I'm I'm on Wikipedia, and I'm like, oh fuck, the movie was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought it was factually inaccurate? 
Oh man, we don't want to have that many characters, so we're just gonna dumb down the we're just gonna fucking slim the crew. So yeah, it, it couldn't be a John Wick thing where there's just like two dozen <laughs> slaughters that <No>. happen. <laughs> Those are 50 bad guys on the ISS. Oh my God. (laughs) So it it was, it was still kind of cool. I did feel the tension, but there was some stuff where the ideas they presented weren't fully flushed out. So as an audience member, you're like, wait, where did that come from? That's, that's in play in this plot. I did not realize that. At, but with trying to be as as least spoilery as possible, it it kind of confused me a little bit, and I feel like it kind of hurt the movie a little bit. But it, and and also going into it, I you know Jeff and I were both like, "Holy shit!" I, that, I'm fucking pumped for this movie. And then I saw the reviews, and I was like, "Ah, shit, they were bad." But they're I don't do that. I don't think this movie was as bad as the reviews are making it out. It still had a lot of tense moments. There was a lot of back and forth, double cross, what have you. So I was, I was into it. It wasn't as good as the premise could have been. I don't think it lived up to its full potential, but I'll suck. I'll suck three astronaut dicks. It wasn't bad. All right. And I still think you should go see it, Jeff. I don't think, Maybe that'll even help going in knowing that it's not John Wick in space. And now you guys know that there's not a hundred people at all times on the ISS. So you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for helping me with that. <laughs> How many people do you think go up in the space shuttle? <laughs> well, they're building a fucking community up there. Now that I've seen they got schools and teachers and shit. Well, Cause we were both like, all right, well, where's the fucking med bay? Where's the, where are the doctors? Like where's, where's the, where's the space dentist? And since it's well, in so janitor, they don't have any like custodians or like cleaning ladies. Yeah, it's in space. Is it universal healthcare? It's in the universe. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, I need you to spoil one thing for me. Jeff C tit or Jeff C no tit? Jeff C no tit. Jeez. I feel like that could have been that could have been easily surmised yeah what did you think was happened some some russian lady was about to get killed by an american she's like no no here look at my new gatos yeah (laughs) i don't know i thought maybe one of the 200 people in the international space station would show their titties (laughs) it's not a nudist colony jeff they're fucking scientists (laughs) god damn it oh yeah apparently you did read the wikipedia on this didn't you I honestly thought it was PG-13 at first, and then someone dropped an F-bomb, and I was like, ooh, cool, they got their one F-bomb in. And then someone else dropped an F-bomb, and I was like, nice. I got a letterbox D-list going of movie, PG-13 movies where they say fuck more than once. And um, and then I heard it a third time, and I was like, ooh, you guys are pushing the limits there. And then there was like a, a three more fucks, and I was like, okay, this movie's clearly rated R. <laughs> but it, no it didn't need to be. It wasn't all that violent. I feel like the violence in it never pushed it past PG-13. So they just threw in a bunch of fucks to make it an R-rated movie, which makes it tougher to make your money back. And I don't think ISS did very well either. I think opening weekend, it only made like $3 million. Yeah, so, there's a dead spot in the movie calendar too. Yeah. Anytime you know movies come out around now, it's, it is not a good sign. No, 
January and February are usually studio graveyards. Yeah. They, th- this is when they, like, they, they hit the, the release button on their, um, <laughs> their space toilets. What's the movie that they sank like 300 million into and they, they put it out like in the last week of January. Was it Jupiter rising? Was that the name of that movie? Jupiter ascending. Jupiter ascending. <laughs> I will <laughs> say they, they put the money on that like like it was going to be a fucking Marvel movie, and it's just dead. Just like cost, it cost them a good two hundred million. I saw that movie opening night at the ArcLight, and it was a sold out theater, and it was like going to Rocky Horror. Like people were laughing their asses off through that whole movie. Not a comedy. They were <laughs> they were laughing at stuff that was not supposed to be funny. Jupiter ascending. I feel like Mila Kunis. She was in it. Mila Kunis. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Channing Tatum Channing played Tatum. a. Um, Sean Bean made it? Did he, did he die? Spoiler alert. Probably. He died, right? I don't even remember, but probably. <laughs> Dude, Channing Tatum played a zero gravity rollerblading space dog. It was fucking nuts. It was just Man. as silly as silly could be. It's if called you... the space opera. You gotta, you gotta have some balls to fucking. Trying to make one of those. Yeah. But I guess like it was made by the Wachowskis. So at that time they were still just living off that matrix. Like, hey, you I mean, see what we do what we can do before. Give us one more chance. I will say the one place where people thought the Wachowskis fucked up when they didn't was Speed Racer. I just don't think people were ready for that style of movie yet. But I recommend going back and rewatching Speed Racer and being as high as humanly possible because it is fucking sick. I saw Speed Racer sober and I remember enjoying it. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's 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 very similar to Scott Pilgrim. It's like a movie with ADD. I just don't think people are ready for that style yet. I'm on the Jupiter Ascending Wikipedia page and I do not remember this, but apparently it made 184 million. Yeah, but how much did On like it cost? a two hundred and ten million budget. Yeah, that doesn't I mean, not sting as bad as right? it could have. Then you probably double it for marketing or something like that. Yeah, they do put yeah. Marketing budget is usually pretty steep for blockbusters like that. But if you were to ask me ahead of time before looking at this, but the over under on box office gross, I would I would have put it at like forty five million. Yeah. I, I, my impression was it just completely shit the bed, but I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I it. think John Carter is still the biggest, one of the biggest, is, was a bigger flop than Jupiter Ascending. I think yeah. it did, maybe it did well in Australia and New Zealand. That's like also where the movie was distributed as well. Uh, Jupiter Ascending, I mean, I don't even remember. John Carter? What is that? Yeah, with Taylor... Lautner. Kitch. Oh, Kitch, yeah. Lautner, I think, is the is the Twilight guy. Yes. That guy fell off the face of the earth. At Taylor Kitch, that guy was in True Detective season two, I think, right? The lost season, the shitty one. Have you guys watched the new one so far? No. I haven't watched any True Detective past season one. I haven't watched any True Detective past any trailer that's shown for it on whatever else I'm watching on HBO. Right. Man. We talked about this last week, my bad. All right, friend. 
Well, I watched this uh, Netflix documentary called American Nightmare. Did Carl check that out yet? Actually, I'll text her. Probably. <sighs> Fucking banger. Netflix is back. It's been a while since I got a good Netflix documentary, but it's a nice little, it's pretty short. Three episodes, like 45 to 50 minutes per episode. Uh, What's the premise about, of this one? Um, a home invasion that leads to a kidnapping, that leads to a rape and the investigation around it and, and all that stuff. So some guy uh, invades a home of a couple, sedates the couple, like gives them like, you know, drugs or whatever. Um, and has like a weapon on him. And so he's like flashing the weapon in their, in their face and like forcing them to take drugs at gunpoint and then ends, ends up abducting the lady. That's like how it starts. And then the uh and they have like they have like footage from the um the the police office, um, the police headquarters of them interrogating him and then the cops just straight up like not believing him. And then the girl comes back, like the kidnapper drops her back off at her parents' house, and then she just like tries to tell her story, and like the cops are like no, this is the gone girl thing all over again. You you guys are both lying. They thought like the couple were lying. It's just like the maybe I say this a lot, so I guess I don't wanna I don't wanna um exaggerate too much, but it, it's pretty epic bad police work. Like pretty epic. I feel like that's bad. a common because like Carl gives me updates on all the ones that she watches, and that seems to be a very common thread amongst all of these true crime stories is just police incompetence. Well, yeah. it's not interesting if the cops did everything right and buttoned up yeah. the case quickly and efficiently. Well, I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's, they're it's, good. Like the Richard Ramirez, those cops were like fucking. Oh yeah, like, but it's also like impressive. when they were trying to find um, the Zodiac killer. Like it was just, it was like they were trying really hard, but it's like, man, this guy's such a fucking super genius. He's really got us on our toes, which is interesting. But like straight up, like a crime happens, and the police are just like. Eh, no crime happened. You're fucking lying. That's like, wow. A little bit of a difference yeah. between the people trying to catch the Zodiac killer and, and these guys. And like, one uh, shitty thing to laugh about, like one of the Jeffrey Dahmer victims, like, like ran to the cops, the knife sticking at him. Like, I need help. Someone tried to kill me. Yeah, and they and delivered him like, right back oh, to him. Oh, you're a gay guy. You guys are just doing gay things. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it, oh, this terrible. is the guy who is um, trying to rape, murder, and eat you? All right, we're going to just release you back into his custody. Yeah. You seem and a little hysterical. You guys get down. <laughs> yeah. But this one this one was a banger? I thought, yeah, it was one of the better Netflix documentaries I've seen in a while. I'll give it. I actually, I put it on Friday night, and... There's a very low chance of me completing an episode in that, in that situation because I've usually been working since like 6 a.m. and I'll start drinking at like 5:30, smoking pot at 5:30. So about like 8 8:30, like I'm pretty much done for. So I turned this on at like 8 8:30, watched the first episode. I was like, I, I have to watch this whole fucking thing. I got, I got to see it. I got to see it. I'm not going to wait another day, especially oh, there's football on the next day. So I was like, fuck it, let's go, baby. It was sick. I liked it a lot. I, I'll definitely hit up Carl about it, put it on her radar. Even maybe she's seen it already and then get a review. But yeah, do it I today. It was awesome. So 
Do it. To text text Carl today so she'll watch it during the week and finish it by the weekend. Yeah. All right. I'll Wait till after you record Dragon Ball Queef with Kevin on Friday. Nope. Don't to do text that. Text her about it so Kevin can watch it and report back next Monday. Nope. How many dicks are you sucking? I'll go four. Four American Nightmare dicks. <laughs> well, I uh, I know... Shuddy, you didn't watch anything, did you? Uh, Shin Godzilla. I remember that being good. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Doesn't that start with him as like a Godzilla sperm, just like wiggling through the city? I mean, I wouldn't... He didn't wreck resemble a sperm at all but he did wriggle through <laughs> the city uh yeah the mutation was a weird storyline compared to traditional godzilla lore yeah that i'm familiar with uh but it was good it was very enjoyable uh i i liked it a lot i really want to see minus one now uh minus one's better than shin godzilla for sure that's what Mark Rooster said. So how many Shin and, Godzilla dicks would you suck? Uh, They're probably three, big. Seven, five. Three, seven, five, giant Shin Godzilla mutating. My one, my one real problem with Shin Godzilla was how fucking long his tail was. It was comically long for the proportions of his body, in my opinion. Mm. I don't even remember that. Every time they showed it, a full side view with his tail involved. I just kept yelling, look at how long his fucking tail is uh, in my stone stupor. <laughs> well, I, I I got hit up recently by a, a recent guest of the show who usually doesn't come on this often, but he has a special news brief a, a very special, important news bulletin to deliver to everybody. So I told him he could and, come back. And I, I do have to say that it was really, really great of him to reach out to me to make sure that he wasn't stepping on the re real newsman of the show's toes uh, when he delivers this. That's so funny because he called me. That. He called me and told me that you're a pussy and a fake newsman. But whatever. Um, without without further ado, here's a special news bulletin are you having a good day well i'm about to ruin it oh, no. this is Groupie's bad news uh hello there gentlemen hey droopy stop chirps um i don't like to make back-to-back -back appearances like this you know i don't want to wear out my welcome and I, honestly i have better things to do if we're being honest but uh <laughs> Are you guys familiar with Ozempic? No. Uh, yeah. It's a weight loss or like dietary drug. Uh, yeah. It was uh, initially people with diabetes were taking it, but then um, they discovered that it's a weight loss appetite suppressant as well. So now they just hand it out like candy and uh, people take it and lose tons and tons of weight without putting in any effort. So it's become quite popular mm. these days. And, uh, well, 
one woman was taking it and experienced one of the rare side effects of the drug. Gastro... Uh, gastro... Uh, one more try. Gastroparesis, which affects stomach muscles. So this one woman in particular who has uh, remained anonymous through this whole thing had to... Gastroparesis. She had to uh, undergo an eight-hour emergency surgery to attempt to repair her colon. And once it finished, the doctors told her that she would never have a solid bowel movement again. So Bad. what is gastroparesis? I that think it's probably it fucks from with from ever you. being able to form a solid turd again. It affects the uh, the stomach muscles, shuddy boy, and uh, she's now won a lifetime subscription to diarrhea. I feel like I saw a smile in Jerpy's face. You really like reporting this news story. Well, that's not true. I'm a dog, so sometimes it just looks like I'm smiling when I'm not. <laughs> no, I usually can tell when my dog smiles. I think the poopy news is right up your alley. Uh, the unnamed woman has joined a dozen other people suing over these rare side effects from taking Ozempic. Uh, but I believe she is the first to uh, be diagnosed with permanent diarrhea. Does like I've had permanent diarrhea since last week. How, yeah, how loose her poop her poo is. I don't think the like, is it, they're showing any f- photographs of it. Is like is she going to be like peeing out of her butthole for the rest of her life, or is it just going to be? You know, soft stool. Um, I think there's a a big difference between soft serve and just straight up die of fucking Rhea. And um, I think she's got the latter. I think she's got a lot of... It's going to be liquid bowel movements for the rest of her life. Yeah. A lot of of wet poo in her future. A lot of chocolate milk coming out of her butthole. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Jeff, would you take permanent diarrhea to be effortlessly svelte for the rest of your life? Uh, probably. I, I just have to, like, the diarrhea, I have to get the diarrhea kind of under control. Like, is every time I poop, it's just kind of excruciating and it's, I'm pretty much pissing out of my ass, or do I always feel like I have to shit? I mean, I've pissed out of my ass before where it, it wasn't excruciating. I just pissed out of my ass. Yeah, but like the, the, the diarrhea like you know, you're, I feel like my stomach always hurts every time I pee out of my butt. <laughs> like it might not I mean, hurt I my think, butt, but it hurts my, my we, stomach is in pain. Before he answers, we really need to frame this question more appropriately for a show, for the show. And <laughs> Would you suck a dick, Jeff? Or would you, every time you pooped, you had liquid diarrhea? Well, I mean, I would not suck a dick. No. Yeah, so j- I would just jokes, take the liquid jo- diarrhea. 
Jokes on Jeff. Sucking dick gives him diarrhea. <laughs> Why are you chirpy? No, I think he's I, human I think intolerant. I, I I would do a life of being slim with only having to take a pill if, if it was just controllable diarrhea. Like I don't want to shit my pants in public. But I'm okay yeah, with running to the sprinting to the bathroom. I do wish that there was more information about her diarrhea, because I've had How much um, more do you need? stretches of it. I mean, pretty much the issues that you raised. Um, not all diarrhea is created equal. Sometimes <laughs> you just have uh, your usual scheduled poos, and they're all wet and sloppy. And then sometimes you feel like you have to take a shit, and then 10 seconds later, you're running to the bathroom holding your butt cheeks. So if it's a perpetual butt cheek holding molten shit, would you still do it, Jeff? You don't have to exercise anymore. You don't have to eat right. You just have to piss out of your fucking ass. No, I won't. I, I, the, the word perpetual scared me. What Drew a pussy. I do want to be slim, but I thought you were a I'm real gonna, man. I, I don't think I don't know if you need to take any shots well, at my masculinity here. <laughs> if you haven't heard Droopy, Jeff is Swedish, so maybe that has something to do with it. Well, I, I knew there was something about you that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, you think Swedish meatballs are bullshit too? I hear you. Yeah, you nasty ass probably eat Sir, Sir Stroman. Dogs would eat anything. Oh, yeah. Um, Sewer scrumming smells like ass, and, you know, dogs love that. It gives me a boner. That one time I went to Kevin's house to do the Sewer Stroman um, Jerby, I I usually bring little mama, my dog, to uh, to Kevin's house, but I didn't want to risk her, like, licking the can or smelling it or wanting some and me, like, losing respect for little mama. Yeah, she probably would have just dove in and, you know, oh, yeah. warped it all down. She's looking at me like, you done with that? Are you done? You want? <laughs> Can I have some of that? Are you done? Uh, so before I go, a, a word of warning for Shuddy Boy. Oh. A, um, a Pennsylvania man finally <laughs> lost his cool with his next door neighbor and burst in the front door. And stabbed him to death while he was eating dinner. Jesus. And the reason behind the murder, the neighbor constantly snored super loud. I do. I have been sleeping every night with the window open. And I've, Uh, I've heard about your sleep apnea. Yeah, that is concerning. Where did that happen? Uh, I'm going to have to check my, my sources. But um, apparently the the two neighbors had a long-standing feud due to the neighbors' constant loud snoring that could be heard through their shared wall. Uh, so All shut- right, so they lived, they lived the in building. a... Or, or a row home. So I'm not really in, that da- in danger of that happening uh, because... There is some distance between mine and my neighbor's house. 
Yeah, but your snoring is pretty bad. It's not that bad. Draven sleeps in the room next to me and doesn't have any issues that I'm aware of. Do you, uh, it's been a while since we talked about this, do you have a sleep apnea machine? No, because since I lost the weight, it's just gone to regular, kind of to regular snoring. (laughs) When I, uh, I don't think I talked about this, but when I went to Vegas with my, my homies and their dad, their dad had a sleep apnea machine. And like you he did was like, say that I did. You okay. did tell us that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that show was a trip. Uh, by the way, shitty boy, this took place in Upper Moreland Township. That's actually, I believe, not that far from me. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, that, that pissed off murderer Murder could like. probably hear you snoring from there. Yeah, that is. So as the crow flies, no, I shouldn't give that. But I know right where that is. Um, it is from where I sit right now. It's a forty-minute drive of twenty-six miles. I, I feel like that's in your snoring blast radius. I just wanted to put that in your radar. Don't want you to get murdered. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yep, us, us newsmen have to stick together. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to hire somebody to watch the house at night I think. Although if you did get murdered it would be good for business for me. <laughs> I mean it, it, That is true. On I top bet of, you there would be a, another download uh, another subscription spike for the Patreon too. Oh yeah. I mean I would get a lot more work and you know a free story to report on i.e. your gif. Well this has been fun. Uh Thank you, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. Well, this has been today's installment of Droopy's Bad News. All right. There he goes, just fucking shaking his sassy ass at me as he walks out the door. He's always doing he that. saunters in and then saunters Dancing. out. Yeah. Oh, cool. Now he's taking a shit. All right. <laughs> Could have just walked three more feet and done that outside, but nope, right by the door. Cool. Thanks, Droop. Yeah, he, he texted me, and I thought that was uh, very pertinent information that he had to get on and do a special bulletin and warn the Puminati that if they're thinking about taking Ozempic for weight loss, they're they're playing with molten fire coming from playing an anus. Poopy fire. Yep. Diarrhea, my friends. Make, Diarrhea. Make your butthole tingle. Yep. Singe. I mean, if you think about it, what Droopy said, the lawsuit going against Ozempic, it's only, you know, the diarrhea queen and 12 other people. So it seems like the odds are in your favor, but you should know, you know, you don't want to, you want to be fully informed. Sometimes there are consequences, and those consequences include pissing out of your ass. Uh, Jeff, it's... It's been a minute, but I feel like you have been, you've kind of been like smoking Shuddy and I every time we try to trip you up with like intelligence related shit. So I don't know if you want to keep your hot streak going and take another crack at it and potentially giz in mine and Shuddy's face once again. 
with a little um, bit of uh, Jeff Cabulary. We have time to kill, so I feel like we should, we got to do something, right? Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't phrase it like that. We have time to kill. Like, we need to do this in order to, to stretch this out as long as possible. No, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not ready to end the show yet, and I don't really want to do voicemails, and I don't have a better idea, so well, I'm fucking we game. Yeah, we, we learned recently that um, <laughs> the, I guess our Google Voice line got fucking snipped. Right. Yeah, so in October... It looks like that's when the cutoff was. And uh Yeah, our... anybody that's been trying to call, we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I know that's that Google voice was associated with an old email account, but I mean we had that fucking thing going for well over a decade. And it's just gone. I can still access it. There's I mean, some old old voicemails we haven't played that I can that we'll 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 play one day, but we might have to set up a new one just to keep it going. Yeah, I don't want to lose my voicemails forever. It's funny too so. because after all those years, I um I never actually memorized the phone number. I always had to read it off the cheat sheet. I have it saved in my phone. That's the only reason I know it. Yeah. But uh, Jeff, I, I forget what, what we officially landed on because we were calling it like Jeff Cabulary, Jeff Lingo, and someone in the Puminati suggested something that was like fuck. It was right there all along. I got it. Ginger, right? He he uh, he he uh, suggested definitions, right? Is that what it was? Definitions. Oh, it, it was definitions. Yeah. So if that if that anyway, was, I think it was Ginger. But if, if it wasn't, I apologize to um, who I who I missed uh, giving credit to. Yeah. So basically, the the way this game works is, I text Jeff a word. And whether he knows it or not, he has to use it in a sentence that proves he knows the definition. So, like, he can't just say, like, you know, uh, uh, all I'm looking at is these words in front of me, and I don't want to blow them. Yeah, don't, let's say, don't let's say dictionary. That. If Jeff can't just say, oh, dictionary is a word that exists. It has to be used uh, grammatically to to prove knowledge of the actual word gotcha. it has to be used contextually contextually there you guys all right yeah give it to me your first me word, word is contextually no i'm kidding um i'm going to text it to you right now oh look there's all the swedish words so the word jeff has to use in a sentence is aphrodisiac I think he'll be able to do it. Shuddy, do you think he'll be able to do it? Yes. Uh, okay. Might be a long sentence. <laughs> I'm, kind, <laughs> I'm kind of fat, so one of my aphrodisiacs is homemade pasta sauce. And Homemade okay. pasta sauce gives me a boner. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I that's that was I was that was gonna be my follow up. Explain how you're using yeah. that. Because, yeah, yeah. But I yes. put a pasta sauce on my nipples. It gets me hard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, for some people it's like uh, oysters. For Jeff, it's any food. <laughs> it's yeah. It could be it could be ragu. Really, it doesn't have to be that good of pasta sauce. It doesn't have to be rouse. 
Oh, even Sewer Strawman gave me a boner. Kind of smells like ass. That's hot. Aphrodisiac. I didn't. I don't think I could have spelled spelled that though without seeing it. Yeah, you should before you. You should let him try and pronounce it before you. I mean, I kind of figured aphrodisiac was going to be a given, but I could be wrong. All right. uh, Next word. I'll pronounce the word first, then I'll try to use it in a sentence. Okay. Next word just came down the pike. Myriad. All right. Um, This is a tricky one. Tricky to the point where if Jeff comes close, I don't think I'll be able to weigh one way or the other if he was truly correct in its usage. But... It's like versatile. It's like it's like um there's a myriad of different ways to solve this problem. There's a lot of different ways to solve a problem. Ooh, look at it's the big brains on Jeff. <laughs> All right. I, that that counts as far as I'm concerned. Shuddy, are you are you satisfied? I am satisfied because it means a great number. So yes, a lot qualifies as a synonym. Uh, Many, if you will. <laughs> Innumerable, even. Mm. Man, look at these fucking brainiacs I got to deal with on a daily basis, huh? All right. And your face, Droopy. I just sent your third word. Uh, <clears throat> fortuitous. It's like, it's you now. You now have good luck. You're now a fortuitous man. Especially after landing that uh, cameo. Right? I think yeah, I'll allow I'm... it. Right, Shuddy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a very great sentence, but I think it works. Yeah. What world are we in? And living in where Kevin's fortuitous. It's taken years to get there. Yeah, what wor- world are we living in where Jeff can use fortuitous in a sentence? <laughs> Did we cross into the bizarro I've been, land? I've been, I've been reading the dictionary just waiting for this <laughs> bit to be fired up again. I actually pulled I a Billy... Right next to my bed. I pulled a Billy Madison and I re-enrolled myself in first grade. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I'm on fire. I look like a fucking genius right now. Yeah, three for three. All right. You're, yeah, you're bringing the heat today. Fourth word has just been sent to the group chat. Vernacular. I think I know. Uh, it's just like, to me, it's like a fancy word for vocabulary. So like, maybe this bit has shown that I have a pretty good vernacular. Uh, Let's get the definition right. It's basically just language. So it's not of a specific place, region, or country. So it's like slang can be considered vernacular when you're Mm. in, you know, like using if you're in New York City and you're using New York City slang, you're speaking with the vernacular of the area. So vocabulary isn't far off. It's a little. It's a little bit more broad than the actual word means, but I'll allow it. All right. It wasn't a ridiculous guess. Yeah, you were in the ballpark and you used it in a sentence that made sense. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I went and saw a lady of the night and the condom broke and now my penis has vernacular. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vernacular is one of the sky- scariest dinosaurs ever. <laughs> I wanted to do some bird watching for my window, so I pulled out my vernaculars and looked through them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, word number five. Nuance. It's just like nuance. How do I use this? I mean, I know what it means. Uh, it's like an intricate detail of something. Like um, hmm. when discussing the second coming of John Cooper, Kevin mention the nuances of filmmaking or discuss the f- nuances of filmmaking. I'm going to use discuss twice in the same word, but, or the same sentence, but nuance, just like details, little details. Eh, not exactly. Well, when he said no, I, I think it, I mean, a subtle distinction or variation, a subtle quality. He did. I think he saved it at the end when he said the fine details. Because it's it's a slight variation. I so feel confident I could use it in a sentence if need be. If if it, well, I mean, if it applied to sports betting, give it a shot <laughs> and, and apply it to um, pubic hair. <laughs> uh, pubic hair nuance. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can get there. Hold on. <laughs> I believe in you. I think you could do it. You think I know what uh-huh. hearing means? There's a, I have a very nuanced way of shaving my ball hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Since you put it that way. <laughs> I think we I think we have no choice but to accept it. <laughs> okay. Uh I lost count. Word number 6. Oh my god! I don't. <laughs> I don't think I can say this one. Incongruous. Incongruous. No, I can't say it. I can't fucking say it. It's just like inconsistent. It's it's inconsistent. It's um, incongruent. I can't pronounce it right, so how can I use it in a sentence? Use it in a sentence that involves diarrhea. <laughs> uh, my regular poop comes out incongruous, incongruously, but... Diarrhea is just a steady stream. <laughs> it's like fractured. Sentence, it's like, but not not contextually accurate. How? How do you say it? I'm, I'm I'm fucking up with this word. I can't I can't say it. You I'm said it right the first fuck. time. Incongruous. Incongruous. And yeah, I mean, it's. I think I think it's like a synonym for inconsistent or like disjointed incompatible not harmonious so you could say having explosive diarrhea is incongruous with having a house full of people yeah okay 
Yeah, it was a good usage, Shuddy. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. Nice. All right, here comes word seven. Arbitrary. Um, I think you will know this one because of sports. Yeah, because of baseball, because arbitrary hearings. All right, well, that's uh, not fair. Wow. So you can't use it in a sentence about baseball. You have to use arbitrary. <laughs> that time Derek Jeter went to arbitration. <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, what, what should arbitrary. he? What's a subject he should relate it to, Shuddy? Arbitrary. Um, nutting. Okay. Arbitrary coming. I'll, I'll, I'll jerk off to sexually arbitrary subjects like home and garden magazines. I think we got to give it to him. But I had to put sexually as like an adverb there to kind of make it make sense. But <laughs> I think I got there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That counts. <laughs> Oh man, I've been looking forward to this one. Hold on. So, what's okay. the official definition? I, I my guess is, I think I use it in a sentence, but arbitrary the definition. Arbitrary. It's like, uh, it's, it's like just not like, relating to the subject. Like it's like in the almost like a hmm. based on randomness. Yeah, like a by middle ground, almost determined by individual preference or convenience rather than by necessity or intrin or the intrinsic nature of something. Okay. That's according to Merriam Webster. Yeah. He's a huge sludge. Yeah. Fucking gun. <laughs> Here's word number eight, I think. Modicum? Hmm. I think it's like really, it's like a, it's a synonym for like really small. I think. I don't really know that word. I don't know if I've ever really used a modicum. So, like, I think being that it's right there in the word, you should relate a sentence of <laughs> modicum with cum. <laughs> I put a, <laughs> I nut, I nutted a, a, a modicum of giz on on this lady's tits. <laughs> oh, whoops! No, that was for that lady's tits. Uh, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Uh, as will I. As will I. <laughs> Your definition was also correct, Jeff. I dropped a nice. modicum of cum on my turn. It's been a long time toilet. since I put up a 30 in the uh, SAT verbal. That's right. Out of 800, I got a 30. <laughs> Ooh. Misspelled my name. Ooh. It's rough. I was, as I was about to um, pull up the next word, got an email. Contract is signed. I didn't shoot myself in the foot, guys. Look at that. Woo! Look at that. Right fucking here. Good Mr. Lucky. Mr. Lucky. Fortuitous Kevin Kraft. Yeah. Yeah! Just pulling his dick out and waving it in everybody's face. Fucking Chody Foster over here. Yeah. Taking a victory lap. <laughs> Check out. You say Chody? I did. I have been... I have been sitting on that all episode waiting for a chance to throw that out there. I thought of it yesterday. I was like, I need to use it somewhere. Jody Foster. <laughs> Jody Foster needs to be, she needs to be signed by the MSPH wrestling commissioner. She oh needs, my God. Jody Foster needs an appearance at the next MSPH wrestling. 
Yeah. How about how about being that I I look um like a gay woman? I could Oh wait, no, you're on the bush here. I look like a lesbian. I was gonna say I could fight Chody Foster for the chance at Hannibal Lecter, but Dom has already made it clear the game does not allow um men to fight women. He would just have to create you as a woman. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but yeah, sweet burn on Chody Foster. Uh, that was pretty sick. All right, here is oh, one more word, definition. Jeff. Um paradox. Yeah, let's make oh. this the last one. Paradox. Um it's like an exaggerated version of something, almost like a parallel. Um, but like can't use the word in the definition. Um yeah, think about um again. Think about yourself. Think about yourself. Paradox, paradox. How do I use this in a sentence? Definition paradox is just like I was bringing my boat into the marina and squeezed it right in between a paradox. (laughs) (laughs) That's a way better guess than whatever I'm going to have. Yeah, like a paradox. Uh, It's almost like an alternate reality. (sighs) Paradox, paradox. I'm struggling here, fellas. The... Yeah, I'm I'm going to fucking I'm going to cop out. My life is a paradox of of shitty horror movie. Mm. I think I use it right, but it's a cop out. Not What's the definition? Help me out here. I mean, the the true definition is um yeah. a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. So like an exaggerated alternate state almost is that is that was my first guess kind of right or no? I mean the 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 example sentence that they provide from Oxford is in a paradox he has discovered that stepping back from his job has increased the rewards he gleans from it. So it's almost like the opposite outcome you think. Yeah, one such as a person, situation, or action having seemingly contradictory qualities or phases. Yeah, this is more uh, literary writing. This this is not something I would use in sports betting. Probably not. It's a little out of my wheelhouse um, here. I mean, you could. I mean, if I were a better writer or smarter, maybe, but I'm not. I mean, so. you could use a paradox kind of to describe the Dallas Cowboys regular season versus the thumping they took by the Green Bay mm. Packers. Yeah. Oh, was I was okay. I correct in any of my predictions? I don't remember what you predicted, to be honest. You picked a, a line to no, be. Did you? No, we talked about ago. it. We, we talked about it. Um, I think off the air prior to Queef or No Queef. Oh, really? That Kevin, that Kevin went two for two in the games that happened already, and he should have known the answers to. 
but picked both Monday night winners correctly with the Bills and the Buccaneers. So, I mean, we know that Kevin didn't actually pay attention to football, so he's technically 4-0, right? Yeah. Well, he didn't pick any games for this week right? because they hadn't happened yet. Like they hadn't been the final games hadn't been set. But is there any fun stuff coming up that I can predict? There are. There's the championship games, which are the uh for the NFC, it's the Detroit Lions taking on the San Francisco 69ers. Um, and then the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Kansas City Queefs. Ooh. Can't wait for you to get there. I can't wait yeah. to hear how you get there on these picks. Yeah, because I'm not going to go my usual route of f- making the mascots fight each other. I think. Okay, so with the limited amount of sports ball knowledge that I have, just based on people that have been in my life, I do know that the Lions are usually a very, very shitty team, right? Uh, yeah. This is the first time they've been in a championship game since 1991. So who are the Lions I... fighting again? The 69ers. No, 69ers. Okay. I think it's been a lot longer than that. I was like, glad from there in the playoffs. Oh, was it? They've never made it this far in, in, in the playoffs in the Super Bowl era, I don't think. So with my... Super sports ball yeah, brain. The NFC championship in 1991. Okay, my bad. So they lost to the Redskins? 41 to 10. Right. I, I'm, I'm smelling upset. I think the Lions are going to continue their um, unseasonable hot streak. Wait, do you know I the spreads? So. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Okay, four. You, you thinking upsets? It's seven, but okay. Yeah, that was my second guess. But yeah, um, yes. Lions in an upset, like it. Yep. And then I also think that <clears throat> I think the sports universe is so mad that they always show Taylor Swift at the games that that anger is going to fuel the Queefs to another win, thus upsetting all of the real sports ball people. So you think it's in, the Super Bowl is going to be the Queefs and the Lions? Yeah, bunch of Queef and Lions. That's by far your best sports breakdown ever. Because you. you were right, they're both under, you picked both underdogs, and you had no idea who was favorite. So... You got lucky, but you're right. I mean, okay. <laughs> when do they when do they fight? I mean, play. Sunday. Uh, yeah. Oh, so that's a while away. And I got the I got the Lions covering and I got the Ravens winning and covering. So does nobody play tonight cuz it's Monday? Nope. Games are all over basically. It's three Yeah, there's three more games this year. Two oh. in the conference championship this Sunday and then the Super Bowl. So this decides who goes to the Super Bowl. And then yes, how many weeks off do they get before the Super Bowl happens? One. That's then it? they have the Pro Bowl games the week after. Holy shit. What happens at the Pro Bowl? Is that like the All-Stars? Like they just pick a bunch of pe- good people and put them on a team together? So that's how it used to be, and they would play a game. And it started – the game used to be played in Hawaii after the Super Bowl. Then they moved it to the week between 
the championship games and the Super Bowl. Nobody really wanted to play in it. So now it's just skills competitions. And then there's like a celebrity kind of flag football game. Oh, I was just going to say that. They should do it like in fucking Happy Gilmore and put like um, uh, Taylor Swift's husband with like Drew Carey. No, the pro-ams? Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they had a program last this past week and uh for for golf and and they're going to do one in a couple weeks a big one up in up in Pebble Beach. No There'll shit. be some actual stars. The pro am this past week was mostly just like it was like professional golfers and like CEOs or like rich businessmen who could pay for charity or whatever, pay the charity, but like there'll be stars at the next pro am. That'd be funny to see like they make a team out of like um like Pauly Shore, um, Corbin Burnson, Michael Bolton, and then it's just like a whole bunch of pros on the other team. <laughs> and it's it like Johnny Knoxville trying to return a kick against USC. Yeah, you remember that one? Yep. Just fucking kills. God, it's one of the more dangerous things he's ever done. Yeah, Knoxville. He always got it the worst, man. He's the biggest G out of all those guys. Uh, I mean, that's saying a lot, but he, he, he definitely carried his weight. I mean, I'll always go to bat for fucking Danger Aaron. He's like the most under, unappreciated jackass guy. Yeah, they did a stunt sure. where they tied a, a a string around his tooth and then tied it to Bam's Lamborghini, had him peel out. It ripped his tooth out to the point where instead of pulling it straight down, it pulled it out on an angle, and the oh. root. S- cracked his skull. So not a, not only did it pull a fucking fresh adult tooth out of his head, it cracked his skull in the process, and they left it on the cutting room floor and didn't even put it in the movie. Yeah, he's a fucking G. Him and Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville once a jackass movie will do something no one will is willing to. Yeah. And Danger Aaron's kind of of that same milk, but he doesn't. He like you said, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for it. Well, but he the, gets forced into it too. Like they never. It, Johnny Knoxville puts himself in that situation, and then they put <laughs> Aaron, Aaron in those situ like in the last movie with the fucking bear. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah that the was best great. one wasn't even like a dangerous one in the sense like it, no, it wasn't physically dangerous. The fast pitch softball at his nuts. The one with uh, the super troopers, dude, with the the, the taxi driver, he gets kidnapped. How was it for me? Was that Jackass too? I think that was like the funniest bit they ever did. You remember what I'm talking about? Which one was it? Where he gets or Jay? Uh, what's his name? Jay Sandercar. Oh, right? Jay from, Chand- from Super Chandrasekhar. Yeah. He plays like the cab driver, yeah. And they kidnap him or whatever. Yeah, they kidnap Danger Aaron, put him in the fucking trunk. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're like, yeah, we're gonna prank this this cab driver. So we're gonna glue this fake beard on you and make you look like a terrorist, and you just scare the cab driver. And meanwhile, they're like, hey, he's gonna try and scare you. So fuck him up and put him in the trunk. And then like the the roles get reversed. He's pleading for his fucking life. They let him out, and they're like, oh, by the way. That's all pubes that are that are um, glued to your face. That's not a fake beard. And one of the people we shaved has crabs. <laughs> There's like so many layers of fucked up to it. It's yeah. so good. 
Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> hey, that's an episode. So, ladies and gentlemen of the Puminati, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for your support. And if you truly want to help the homies out and um, keep the furnace of MSPH going, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hour. There are... Man, I was trying to come up with stats, and I got overwhelmed. Like, we're about to record our 311th, shout out to Dom, uh, Patreon show today. 311. Um, we've got, like, I think over 80 episodes of Queef or No Queef, 60-something episodes, maybe, of Supermarket Queefs, like 250 snack attacks. Shuddy and Dom have done 104 or 105. What the fuck did I just watch? No, 104. We're going to be recording 105 next week. Cabin Fever starring Ryder Strong. Ooh, Cabin Fever is a good movie. That's what Dom <laughs> just wants to watch it. That's Dom's in Dom, it, to Dom. I believe he is on record as that's a five dicker. Hmm. Uh, I don't know yeah. about that, but it's a sick movie. He pinged me on Slack and told me he did not like Starsky and Hutch, or didn't think it was a five dicker. <laughs> I don't remember what he if he scored it, but not a fan. I was disappointed. Yeah, and I've I've done over two hundred episodes of Kevin's Nerd Hole, um, tons of between two flushes. It's it's like impossible to keep track of the stats, but there is so much fucking stuff there, and uh, it would mean a lot to us if you signed up. If you're on the fence, give it a shot. Take it for a trial run. See what we're working with, because I think you're going to enjoy it. Jeff and I are also doing another episode of Dragon Ball Queef, uh, the the show where I make Jeff watch the first episode of an anime series, and then we kind of do a book report on it. So a lot of fun stuff, a lot of variety. Uh, we work really hard at it, so it would be nice if you guys checked it out. mean a lot. Patreon.com slash MadScientistPartyHour. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At ShuddyBoy. At Jeff Hart Records at MSPH Podcast and at John Cooper Movie. Don't forget to watch Dustin Ibarra, the great Dustin Ibarra, do stand-up on The Tonight Show Wednesday of this week. It's a big deal. Really happy for him. So every extra view from the Puminati. I know we're not many, but we are mighty. So every little extra bump that they get from having Dustin on is worth it. Uh, also, we're, we're growers, not showers. <laughs> Uh, check out Jeff's sports betting podcast, Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. We'll yeah, see if my predictions are right. NFL podcasts. Um, did an NBA podcast today, though. I'll be ramping up the NBA podcast now that football season is pretty much in the rear view. I crush it this football season, dude. I probably going to finish with a sixty percent winning rate, which is fucking like really good, really, really good. So. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the whole NFL season. Hopefully I can have the same luck at the end of the NFL or at the end of the NBA season here and uh, also doing some golf podcasts. So, yeah, check it out in the Outkick Bets podcast feed. Nice. And if you would like to see our feed, uh, uh, sorry, almost barfed, the MSPH feed, that is, youtube.com slash MadScientistPartyHour. Every subscription like thumbs up all that shit all helps i don't know we're all at the mercy of the algorithm here but hey thanks again for listening and until next time something
dee 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 doodly doo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, that appears to be working. Up, everybody. <laughs> Hold on, let me do the right mic. Do I sound better now, Kevin? Um, I mean, you still sound like a queef, yeah, yeah, but yeah, your yeah. audio quality is is better. So I'm looking for thanks. <laughs> and do I sound all right? Yes, you do. Shuddy, did you recently go to the barber? Yes. Yeah, you look yes, like I you did. went to the groomer. I went and got groomed on Thursday morning, yes. Good. We can talk about that on the show because, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it, I hadn't, hadn't been since October. Oh, shit. What are you, since you got a haircut? Yeah, October was... It was like three months. Damn. I usually can go that long because my hair doesn't grow back as fast. But I, know you I healthy, usually uh, go every, every like five weeks. Uh, but I got the date of the appointment wrong in November. And didn't realize it until I got the notification after the appointment that we were a no-show. Oh shit! Uh, I panicked. I panicked because Draven and I go to the barber at the same time. So two barbers had appointment no shows at the same time on the same to, at the barber I've been going to for years and years. Bad uh, look, huh? Yeah, I felt awful. I I offered to pay for both appointments, and he wouldn't let me. Uh, which was nice. Uh. But then I didn't, then with the holidays, I put it off. And the first appointment I could get after the holidays was the 18th. Hey, my good man, throw in a uh, free pube grooming while you're at it. And there we go. We've talked about it. All That's all it was. I shouldn't have built it up as anything more that needed to be talked about on the show. (laughs) I just got the date wrong. What the fuck happened? Oh, Shuddy disappeared. You've been meatballed. (laughs) You've been meatballed. You've been meatballed. (laughs) Why? Did I tell you that I recently figured out that I am which in which I hate, which is part Swedish? Apparently, my uncle's been doing some genealogy bullshit, and he found out that my (laughs) great-great-grandfather... is a a Swedish guy. And then my grandmother, her whole side of her family is Italian. Some fucking Italian Swedish meatball. (laughs) Pretty, pretty, pretty pumped about the Italian stuff, but the Swedish, not, not quite. Why are you not pumped about the Swedish thing? Well, I don't know. What against Ikea? (laughs) Fucking Ikea is just below Target in the power rankings of least favorite places for me to be. Um, I, I look at it as an absolute nightmare. I will say what what makes IKEA not nearly as terrible as Target is 
I don't know if it's the same for every Ikea store, but they have like arrows on the floor and like directions. And you're like supposed to like walk through it as if you're like shopping for your full house. And it's like actually really structured and organized. It's like, okay, cool. I can deal with this. Whereas like Target is just like a commercial Vietnam. There's landmines and it's, it's awful. Anyways, you you find Target too overwhelming. Yeah. Oh my God. I get bad. I don't have like internet there. Like it's just like shitty cell phone service. It's terrible. I get get scared. I fucking hate Target. I fucking hate Target. Anyways, I've been on a fucking gambling heater lately. Like just winning almost everything. NBA's fallen a little bit, but NFL has been on fire. Um, uh, I'm just still mad at the Swedish golfer that I lost lost with uh, uh, okay. a couple All weeks right. ago. Ludwig Ludwig Oberg. This fucking guy cost me at least at least four hundred dollars, maybe even five hundred. That's money I'll never see again. So between that, between my upcoming match with Sir Stroman and oh, an MSPH wrestling my, that's off in the horizon. Yeah, a rematch and my already my my uh, previous match versus Sir Stroman. I me and the Swedes have beef. Interesting. Well. I know you're uh I do have more questions, but maybe I'll save those for the main show. I know you're 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 kind of I don't know, through Carl loosely connected to Swedes. She's got some Swedes close in her life. Yeah. So I'm not gonna make you choose me or them, but just know if we're ever in the same room, it might be a well, might be an issue. I don't have to choose anymore because you're one of them. <laughs> That's Fuck. I hate that you said that. That yeah. is so true. Now, there, them. there is no such thing as choosing between Jeff and Swedish people. Nope. <laughs> they are them and he. They are he and he is them. My brand just took a significant hit when I found that out. Good thing your you brand is worth nothing. What, how, what do they think about it? Yeah. Do they oh. consider Swedish people woke? Because you could be in trouble if they do. I mean, there's pockets of Swedes that are probably too woke for OutKick, let's be honest, but I'm not sure about the whole country. I mean, they have universal I mean, health care. Swedish is one of those those socialist countries that gives health care to everyone. Yeah, I know. I know universal health care is a big trigger to your friends. Yeah, let's keep that on the DL now that you mention it. <laughs> they're, not trying to, they're not fucking with socialism, and frankly, neither am I. Yeah, capitalist. If, if you're poor, I was just fucking say, die. Well, then I was gonna say maybe apply for dual citizenship and see if you can get some insurance. Oh, Fuck I'm that, here huh? to uh, apply for dual citizenship. A borgy borgy dorgy borgy forgy. I know nothing about Swedish culture outside of Sjöstroman and IKEA. Hey, I ate Sjöstroming once. Can I have citizenship? I assume. Can I go to the never... dentist? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming there's just never summer in Sweden. <laughs> I think there, there's like a three-hour period. Bikini team. What? No. And what is that? A w, is that like a a female no, WWE wrestling the thing team? When... <laughs> <laughs> what? You fucking Swedish meatball! In the I'm gonna night... get more water. Uh, they were. 
uh, it was called the Swedish Bikini Team, but they were American female models that ap- appeared in advertising campaigns uh, for Old Milwaukee. Huh. I don't remember that. But they weren't—they <laughs> weren't even actual Swedes. They were American, blonde no, American I just, chicks. I just found that out today. But right now is when I just—you were today years old when you found out that the Swedish yeah. bikini team were actually blonde actually Americans. Swe- were, yeah, <laughs> it was actually not Swedes. No, look at this. I mean, I don't look like Swedes. Shuddy, explain to me why I have a boner right now. Why? What? What's? What do these ladies come from? What's the story? Well, they the come Swedish... from America. California. But were, <laughs> no, but like, what's the story? The Swedish bikini team by Old Milwaukee Beer in the nineties. Oh, and I literally, as I was just saying to Jeff, always assumed that they were actually Swedish women. But oh. I Google search of the Swedish bikini team, the very top line of the Wikipedia article is: the Swedish bikini team was a group of American female models. Who appeared in advertising for Old Milwaukee Beer? Oh wow! Yeah, they're either from Miami or from twenty minutes south of me. One of the ones that fucking go these commercials ran right for now. several yeah, months, so playing with American st- stereotypes of Scandinavian women being blonde and having big breasts. Get your hand off my penis! Oh, I guess there's worse. There's ever stereotypes. From that are not uh, harmful to the brand. It's those two. Yeah. We got blondes with big tits in the Swedish culture. <laughs> oh, come Jesse on, tit? baby. Shoot that maple syrup all over my face. What kind of culture do they export? It's just fucking ABBA, right? Just like ABBA and Ikea. And Swedish melodic death metal. <laughs> Is- <laughs> I'm sure you love. Is there is there Swedish death metal bands you like? Oh yeah, huh. you know Scandinavian countries I mean, really thrash, don't they? That the the big just, ones are like In Flames, Soil Work. I uh, I just googled uh, Swedish cultural exports, and the highlighted thing that Google returned back was popular music, especially the Europop of the internationally celebrated group ABBA. And music production, <laughs> editing, and advertising. Yeah. Is so, that one guy from Sweden? Um, I think his name's Max something. And he's the guy who wrote like all of the NSYNC and Backstreet Boy hits. He's just like this random songwriter who's got like $400 million in the bank because he just cleaned up on, like, the fucking 90s pop. Uh, hold on. Let me find his name. So wait, you're Max. telling me that there's... There's there's nothing in there about uh, at the gates or Opeth or Amana Marth. His I mean, name Vikings is Vikings are also from Sweden, so there's that. His name is Max Martin. He was born in Stockholm, Sweden. More like Max Farton. He wrote Max 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 Farton. Um, he wrote. Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way, Celine Dion's The That's the Way It Is, and Instincts, It's Gonna Be Me. He has co written or written 26 Billboard Hot and 100 number one songs. <laughs> that shit's so creepy. I mean, it's creepy. Jeff. Like an underage Britney Spears singing Hit Me Baby One More Time, and then knowing that like a fucking grown man wrote it, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> that's uh, so weird. <laughs> I mean, a great Swede. 
you know, he's played everything from uh, The Punisher to A Master of the Universe to the ultimate Russian bad guy uh, in Rocky IV, Dolph Lundgren. No shit. Yeah, I forgot. But our first show that you Henry Conquest. You've got Dolph Lundgren on one hand and Pootie Pie on the other, though. That, uh, I didn't know he was Swedish. That's bad. Lame yeah, I would say YouTuber. I would say Poopy Pie is about as lame as Dolph Lundgren is cool. So yeah, that's a wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid former Poopy Pie, uh, former Rangers goalie, and possibly future Hall of Famer Heinrich Lundqvist. He's sweet. Oh, what about Yarmir Yager? He's Russian. Oh. I think he's Czech, right? I thought he was Czech Republic. Probably, is he Russian? Yeah, that's. I mean. He was born in a time when they were all Russia. What about? Yeah, it was a fluid situation. What about Ty Domi? <laughs> uh, Ty Domi. Now nah, Henrik Lundqvist, dude, led Sweden to the gold medal, which is that's a big thing in, in, in hockey. I'm just that going off matters. the people that I know I mean, from playing NHL '93. And all the scars guards. That's right. Because like Stellan is, is Swedish, so that. By extension, makes his children Swedish. There you go, Bill. Happy, happy we talked about this, guys. You guys really made me feel better about this whole situation. Excuse me, situation. That's what we're here. That's what we're here for, Jeff. All right, all right. right. I think we've uh, adequately warmed ourselves up. Shuddy, can I have record permission? This is the bike who got me on the penis before. Recording in progress. This is the bike who got me on the penis before. Okay. Um, where is the theme? Where has it run off to? Shit. Where did it go now? All right. I found it. All right. I'm ready whenever you gents are. Los Angeles, California, where the mad scientist party hour. (laughs) 